Welcome to You Never Lose, You Learn. In my first episode, I wanted to kind of introduce myself. I am Coach John, John John Boyd Jr. I am an educator and coach that has been in the field of education and sport for over 30 plus years. I am one out of 10 men African-American to win a state championship in the state of Indiana. My journey started in East Chicago, born there at St. Catherine's Hospital. We lived off of Guthrie, I think it was the Lakeside community, I'm not sure, but it's pretty close to that. And then we moved to Gary when my parents bought their first house on 1030 Lane Street in Gary, Indiana. I was oblivious to the times because, you know, all John and Delphine Boyd and our entire family did was show the kids love. So we didn't know that we were, that we started off in welfare and, you know, that times were tough. You know, we stood in lines for, for the government programs, cheese, milk, eggs, things like that. I can recall when I was a youngster, my mother in line with me and my sister, Nene, um, my brother, Craig and Carla, we were just standing in line waiting for our opportunity to get um, free uh, milk, powdered milk, powdered eggs, butter, those big bricks of butter and all those other things that, you know, were going around during that time. Steel Mills and Love. My father dropped out of school and I think my mom told me seventh grade, somewhere around there, but he had a fifth grade education. He worked, uh, he did go to the service. At that time, you didn't have to have a high school diploma to go to the service, but he worked odd jobs, worked on their farm, odd jobs, and then he ended up going to the service where he was a cook and my old man could cook. Ooh. Good grief, could he cook, you know. My mother was married, but she had a kid when she was 16. So, you know, that took her out of the public school system because during that time, if you were pregnant or you had, you know, you were, you know, uh, sexually active or whatever the case may have been, you know, with my mom, you know, having a child, that was God's path for her, Um she was, it's like an excommunication. It's like you, you wear the scarlet letter. Um, and so they remove you from the school and they call you all kind of names. And they, you know, I don't know if they think they're helping you at that time. It's amazing how our, the history, that's why it's so important for, for, for people that live on this earth to know the history of, you know, of all the cultures that you, you know, you um, want to find out about. Or wherever you visit, you know, wherever, wherever you decide to to reside, it's so important to kind of find out about people because, you know, you'll learn about their past. And some sometimes the past was very, very rigid, you know, and um, and that mentality was the mentality of everyone. And they were stern and strict on it. So my mom had to go to a another school and and really didn't get a high school diploma. 
you know, she I think she got her GED. She was she was attending East Chicago, Washington, and at that time, um, East Chicago, Washington was one of the better schools in the area, especially athletic wise. Uh, just a juggernaut, but she um, she found God. And in essence, taught me and and all the children um, about God. Now that woman, Delphine Boyd, she had polio, and we'll we'll talk about her. You know, uh, in one of our episodes that we'll dedicate to her, because my mom actually did a report and wrote her story, and and I have that story, and I I think it's important for me to share that with uh, my listeners. You know, that want to know about a strong woman that raised the family and and held that role down as the matriarch of our family um, and really uh, counseled and educated a lot of people, um, especially her children. But she did have some, some very trying times that she had to navigate through. Uh, she was a victim of, of domestic violence. Her first husband, she got married very early, and her first husband... You know, um, he came from an, uh, a time where he thought that striking a woman was something that was necessary or or that he felt was, was not um, something that he shouldn't do. But he, he did that to my mom. And like most women that I know, when, when they're struck because they have an opinion or when they are, uh, you know, uh, taught to, to be submissive, you know, and, and to, to think that that's a sign of love because I strike you or, you know, I lose my cool and then I apologize. You know, she had extensive talks with us about that mentality. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, growing up in certain environments, that mentality surfaces you know, and and as you grow, you have to understand that that was not right, that was not correct, and you know, and and you have to re, you know repent, or you have to ask for forgiveness for 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 things that you've done in your past that were detrimental to you know others. So, um, you know, my mom went through that. She forgave. She understood that this was just a a part of her life that she she had to go through, and then she ended up meeting my father. Um, through that, that that other marriage, she had two children, a boy and a girl, Craig Milo Hurt, which there's a section of my podcast where I dedicate to my brother because one of his things that he said was, what's up, black man? You know, that was his thing. Every time he met somebody, you know, or, you know, when one of our friends, you know, he would say that to one of his friends, and so... You know, it was kind of a, a thing where you kind of show some some pride or something, you know, not, you know, better than what's up, my, you know, but that that word that everybody, he would say something different, you know. Um, but out of that marriage uh, to his father, Mr. Hurt, um, came Craig Milo and Carla uh, Hurt. So those are my my older brother and my older sister. So I was the middle kid, and then my sister Janae. 
So it's four of us, two boys, two girls, you know, perfect. You know, that's what, when you when you have a family, you want to have a boy and a girl, and then you want to just be like, I'm out, I'm done, you know, because I didn't cover the whole space. So, you know, that's what my mom, you know, she had that. And my brother and my sister, they were kind of different. You know, my brother was very, very different. He was extremely intelligent. You know, they gave him, and Gary and then they gave him a double promotion. So he went from fourth grade to sixth grade uh, because he was that brilliant. But, you know, there's a, a, a just a fine line between brilliance and crazy, you know. And so, and, you know, all it took is, I mean, we're growing up in, we're growing up in the G. And so you're going to see a whole lot growing up in the G, a whole lot that you probably shouldn't see. You know, uh, at such an early age, because the influences are strong. So, and that's no knock on my city. I'm gonna tell you right now. You know, you'll you know throughout the course of this, as long as God wants me to do it, you know, I'm gonna continue to to speak and, and leave a legacy for all. Because these gifts that I've given, the, the life that I've been living, you know, it's not mine. You know, it's it's. It's God's, it's Jesus, you know, and that's what I believe in. And if I offend anybody by that, I'm I'm sorry. You get to believe whatever you want to believe, you know. Um, that's the constitution of, of this United States. And you can dissect and you can make anything look like it's it's not something, but it's what you choose to believe, you know. And I think people get away from respecting what people you know, choose to believe. And so what the what they do and is they enact laws or regulations, you know, and I'm not talking about anything that would hurt somebody. You know, slavery was hurtful. You know, uh the Holocaust was hurtful. You know, it's a part of the past that needs to be told, you know, see to, so that people can understand empathy. But more importantly, you know, that book needs to be told because even though that that book um, and you can interpret that book any way you want to. And there's things that people use to minimize its importance and significance. But regardless of whether there was there are stark remembrances and, and reminders of 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 what is and what shall be. And if you know some of those things, I think that it can can help you know, in situations. But the most important thing is that it preaches and teaches and instructs on a role that every human being and a mentality that every human being needs to have, and that's love. You know, so I will get into some things like that, you know, and, and others. But I just wanted to introduce you to me, you know, and my family, you know, and 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 I'll start in that little section. You know, we lived on 1030 Lane in, in Gary, Indiana, and came from a very strict family. We, Me and my sister were not allowed to go. My brother, okay, I'm moving around, but my brother, you know, Craig, he ended up leaving the house. I remember him getting, you know, spankings, you know, because that was the way during that time. You used to get knocked out. You got, you got, you know, you got hit with belts, you got hit with extension cords, you got, I saw kids get hit with rose bushes, go get that rose bush, break them, get, 
and get hit with it. You know, I saw full frontal face slaps, you know, um, struck. But it was, it was a way that they were trying to show us that we were loved. You know, again, we come from that beating because that beating mentality is what our elders had saw as a, as a, you know, a, a remembrance of the past that they saw. And it went down generations, you know, beating a, a child that's of color or beating or, you know, and whether you're of color or not, even, you know, other races struck their kids to get them to act the right way. I, 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 I remember clearly when I read the Scarlet Letter about, you know, how citizens would come together. It was a, a kid who was not obedient. The entire town, and this is cruel, but the entire town would have to, would have to go and, and they would stone, even the parents would have to pick up stones and stone the, the child to death because he was looked at as a bad, a, a bad spirit, a bad sign, you know, so this is where we come from. And again, we don't teach our history. We, we, we fabricate it. We, we, we dummy it down. We minimize it. So people are not, um, you know, they, they don't understand the seriousness. So people won't understand the seriousness of their choices and their consequences. Those things were, were put in place for us to know that if you carry on this path, bad things can happen. And we're seeing it all the time, you know, where bad things are happening all across and we're, we're, we're accepting of it or we're, we're saying not in our community. or but, but this is the way if you are not truthful and if you don't tell the history of our, our world, you know, of North America, of South America, of Africa, if you don't tell our, our world, you know, the, the history of it, then again, you walk, you're walking around like a zombie, like you're, you don't know. And so when you're uneducated, it can really impact, you know, uh, your, your life. It really can. And so, um, that's just something that, you know, you know, education is very dear to me. Like I said earlier, I've been in education for over 30 years, getting close to 40 years, you know, and, and these, these avenues that we have now where we can leave our voice for others to look, you know, your children, your friends, you know, people that you can't reach that, that need to hear some of the things that we're saying. And I just hope that, you know, I'm able to leave you know, some things that are interesting to people, you know, that shed some light on some things that I've observed because I've always said, I always said that I'm I'm an observer of life. I just mosey on through and I observe, you know, in every situation that I'm in, you know, whether it's taking a walk in the woods, whether it's taking a walk around the block, I'm very observant to my environment, whether the trees are talking, because if you, if you stand next to trees and you, you just stand there and listen and it's quiet. You can hear them talking to one another. And I know that could be weird or to some people, but it's the truth. And if you do it, 
you know, you'll see how nature and how this this world is at is at peace at sometimes, but it's also in chaos most of the time because people, you know, are constantly attacking and not revering, you know, this this earth, this world that we live in. So again, you know, uh educator, coach, John and Delphine Boyd's son, brother Craig Milo Holt hurt deceased at fifty five years old. Sister Carla hurt deceased at thirty two years old. Um Youngest sister, Janae, just a remarkable human being, still riding this wave with with me. Um, just started her company, Agape, uh, Educational Tools and Consulting. Um, I'm a part owner of that. And, you know, that we're moving in that direction um, with that company. And that's something that's going to grow by astronomical leaps and bounds, but I wanted to, you know, make this first episode about, you know, telling you guys just a little bit about me, you know, um, and we'll share, you know, more along the way. This is my first episode, um, and I wanted to get my structure down, you know, I write, I'm a writer, I write books, you know, I train um, athletes. Sent over, you know, two to three thousand kids to college. I've had um, two professional basketball players in the NBA, um, one in the WNBA that I will say that I had significant, you know, input in their development. Um, I've had several of my players go overseas, and the majority of my players, you know, they have successful lives. Um, you know, um, and that's the thing, you know, with Coach Boyd. Coach Boyd just he never, I never seek the spotlight. I did boast and uh, I am confident because, you know, we're, you're put down so much or you're, 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 you're limited with your range and, and people have made it a competition between a black person and a white person or a a black community and a white community or or they look at you differently because of your skin color, which is absolutely insane to me. But I understand it because, again, when you grow up in certain environments, this is the mentality that you have. You know, one of the questions or something that I always ask my, you know, some of my friends are, how many black friends do you have? How many white friends do you have? You know, if you if you get answers where I don't have any or I have like one or two, you know, then those are people who don't know, you know, how to react around certain people, you know, and it's going to be awkward when they are around those people, because basically you only have the stereotypes that you've read or the things that you've you've heard, you know, from other people. And some of those people that you may have heard from are people who may have been been hurt by others or who have you know, remembrances that were not kind or, or nice. And so they're, they're, 
their ideas, their ideology is 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 fashioned after that. You know, I, you know, so they're not gonna like people there. You know, they they don't like the music, but they like their music, and they can play their music up loud, but they don't like this music. It's just a constant battle, a constant battle of conflict, you know, and drama that has been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. You know, even, you know, the person that is is fairly low on the totem pole feels entitled and, and more important than a person because of how they talk or you know, how they look. And, 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 and again, we're not having those conversations. We're not trying to have those conversations. You know, we're, we do it on a small scale, but honestly, you have to teach, you know, people, you have to teach your, your um, people how to, you know, to interact and how to, you know, be respectful. It's okay. Well, I think, I think we've all heard this. If you can't say something nice, then don't say it at all. You know, um, that's not being a punk. That's not, you know, being scared. It's just being respectful and courteous to someone that you met, you you know nothing about other than, okay, because you're black, you don't know if this is a doctor or a lawyer. You don't know if this is, you know, a guy that just, you know, works at McDonald's. Doesn't stop. Doesn't matter. What matters, what matters most and what matters more than anything is that we look at a person and we see a human being. You know, so I like to make sense and I will be moving all over the place in my episodes. We have a section that I'm going to get into right now, you know, as I move towards my close, a section of my podcast um, is just called my. These are people that I've met throughout my life. Um and I want to be able to share with you guys and, you know, because this is going to be one of my books that I will be that you will be able to purchase um, through my website, the Hoopside Enterprises. Um, so and the Hoopside dot com, the name of our company is uh, and the name of the company that, that works, runs this uh, podcast is the Hoopside Enterprises. And so um the website will be thehoopside.com. Um, but I'd like to start and move and segue into, you know, the section of our podcast called My, you know. And so, my best friend is black. I didn't even recognize it. We were so young. My best friend is black. He said, I can speak freely. He says, some words cause conflict. My best friend is black. She said her people aren't safe. She said we are still slaves. My best friend is black. He said his school doesn't get it. He said he was expelled. My best friend is black. She said she applied. She said she is pregnant. My best friend is black. He said he can see. He said he has dreams. My best friend is black. He said he is not prepared. He said he is flustered. My best friend is black. She said her learning was biased. 
She said her history is denied. My best friend is black. He said he chiefs to create. He said he wants to live. My best friend is black. She said she is a product of her environment. She said failure is not an option. My best friend is black. He said being locked up is bad. He said he is down for whatever. My best friend is black. She said she learned to use profanity. She said she learned to be provocative. My best friend is black. He said he wants a family. He said he is misunderstood. My best friend is black. By the hoop side. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, Appreciate you for listening in. Hopefully you'll get back to us at episode two. Um, Right now, the book that I'm promoting is Burger. It's a small children's book that uh, I wrote maybe three or four years ago that I'm just getting published. Um, It's my first uh, book. You can, again... Uh, order that on thehoopside.com or my Facebook page or my Instagram page, Coach J. Boyd Jr. Uh, Instagram and Hoop Kennedy Side on Facebook. Um, please reach out. And as always, see you in the gym. Thank you.